Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 29th of January 2022. And the title of this episode is The D&D Ecosystem. As if Productions is in the spotlight this month, as voted for by patrons. But sadly, there won't be a Q&A with Todd of the company. Um, he's run out of time. He's had a busy month. I will push on regardless and write something up between now and the end of the month. So yes, that's very soon. Um, this weekend, I've also been reading other people's reviews of the £35 Mordecai Presents Monsters of the Multiverse Volume 1, which is due out in days, and the £140 D&D Rules Expansion Gift Set, which is due out now. The logistics crisis stopped that gift set from being available over Christmas. I bet Wizards accountants are really feeling the pain of that. If you're wondering why there's no Geek Native review of these, nor, for that matter, of any of the recent D&D books, it's because I don't have them. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I like D&D 5e. It transformed the hobby, and it works very much for me as a high fantasy system. But I don't feel the need to complete the set, let alone rush out to buy the latest book. I'm in my mid-40s, and the urge to complete sets has died. I just don't feel it. I'd rather spend my money on a curry and a beer, or, you know, the next shiny Kickstarter that attracts my fickle attention. I do want to add value to geek native listeners and readers, though. And if I can come up with a way to do that for the D&D books without simply adding noise to the echo chamber, then that'll be great. I noticed Wizards of the Coast have a new communications agency here in the UK, so maybe that will open the door of opportunity to us? Maybe not, but I don't see any downside. Now, did you notice that sneaky caveat I put in there? I said I liked D&D as a high fantasy system. Does that mean I don't like it for low fantasy? Well, with the magic system, it makes low fantasy impossible. But you can, of course, change all the rules. I've seen D&D adapted for sci-fi or cyberpunk. And if you're prepared to take a laser cutter to the rules, you can do that. I don't actually think it's the rules that make for a good night of gaming. The rules simply help you achieve a good night of gaming. And therefore, D&D 5e can be adapted to pretty much anything. As a result, we've got a growing ecosystem of 5e games. A company that's adding to that ecosystem and testing just how much D&D could or should be adapted is Steamforge Games. The British publisher has two big pieces of news out this week. One is that they've teamed up with Jagex to bring RuneScape, yeah, that old MMO, to the tabletop. There will be a RuneScape board game and a RuneScape RPG. I don't know RuneScape terribly well at all, but it is high fantasy and Steamforge Games will be using 5e for it. The second piece of news is nothing more than confirmation of what we must have expected, but it certainly caught people's attention. Steamford had previously announced they would be doing the official Dark Souls RPG. Yes, the Dark Souls computer game of one mistake and you're dead to darkness. And yes, Dark Souls RPG will be 5e powered too. I get why some people have lost it but I don't think it's worth drama over. After all, if you have strong opinions to which system Dark Souls should use 
or which type of system, then couldn't you just whisk one up yourself for your own private use? I mean, sticking with the D&D ecosystem, I nearly fell out of my chair last night when I noticed a new Wizards of the Coast authored book appearing on Amazon UK. In truth, I'm not sure it's Wizards of the Coast authored at all. The hardback in question is the Dungeons and Dragons Behold a Search and Find Adventure. And yes, Amazon does list Watsy as the author, but the company called Farshore is the publisher. And they're the company behind the D&D annual. So I think the book is simply officially licensed, and that's it. There's no description of what we'll find inside, but I'm confident it will be illustrations filled with many people and lots of actions, and each will hide more items of people, like a D&D-themed Where's Wally. Uh, there's also an official Wizards of the Coast author entity on Amazon that explicitly calls out licensing deals, and that's how I found this box of 100 D&D postcards. Inside are 50 pieces of iconic D&D art with, yeah, a postcard format on the back. Do people send postcards anymore? I thought of them as a sort of occasion-neutral occasion cards, you know, like wishing somebody a speedy recovery, or congratulations on the new job, or flat. I appreciate you could just collect them, though. I mean, there are two of each, so you could even do both. And I guess what we're exploring here are the various tiers of partnership in the D&D ecosystem, which deals are significant partnerships, which just proceed with permission, or even which just fall under the OGL and SRD. The scope of possibilities can be confusing, but the results are pretty straightforward. Mind you, it's not just Wizards of the Coast where the tie-ups and tie-ins can get confusing. This week, I blogged that Fassa would split Earth Dawn from Demon World. I quoted extensively from their announcement, where they explain why they had to separate the two. Imagine my discomfort when the designer on the project on Twitter challenged my headline. The, pre- the two properties were never connected. Well, and he wanted to know why I was suggesting they were. Well, I was suggesting that because the publisher insists that they are. Yikes. I didn't fancy being caught in the middle of that one. And if the FASA story of it's one of disunity in the ecosystem of games, then drive through RPG is the opposite. drive through RPG is, this week is testing a new spotlight feature to promote indie RPGs on their platform. And this is Unity because we've got the retailer coordinating across different publishers. It's not a sale or a bundle deal, it's just a visibility push. So for now, and until the 4th of February, you can visit the Cozy Games Indie Gallery to see what they recommend. It'll be a different theme next time around. And another way to keep track of what might be worth your time is Geeknet's free-to-download tag page. There's an RSS feed to that if that's your jam. The latest addition to that is Modifius's Homeworld Relevations Quick Start. And that's a coming 2D20 game based on the old computer game of the same name. And the Quick Start is more than enough to give you a good taste of the RPG. Now, let's look at bundles and competitions before we head off. The Bundle of Holding has two deals. One is Goodman Gems, which has books like the DM Campaign Tracker and the Dungeon Alphabet. These are system-neutral aids for gamers. 
The other is Suspense Radio, which is a less common audio collection. And in this case, we're doing crime thrillers from the 40s and 50s. These are audio plays from the radio of their age. And in Humble, there's the Humanoid Mega Bundle. And that includes the work of Alejandro Jaworski, who has been in the news for the unmade Dune movie he was attached to. Some crypto bros bought the NFTs for some old Dune stuff, perhaps thinking that would empower them to push on with some Dune projects, only to discover that's not how copyright worked. Lastly, if you want to cross D&D with Rugrats and see what happens, you can win a copy of Babies and Broadswords from Geek Native. I'm not promoting that competition on generic forums. I want to try and keep it to gamers only. So right now, you have a good chance of winning if you take part. And on that note, let's wrap there. Look after your broadsword and see you next week.